Welcome to this week's episode of Coffin Couch. Has a spoiler ever made you not watch the movie? As much as I just want to ruin the movie for everyone. <laughs> I enjoyed it. The practical effects in this are great. And it just didn't work for me. You're the harsh critic. Probably the only pro I have for this is the over-the-top gore. This is pretty cool because we're all like at different places with this. We're live. And we're live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, as always, this is Coffin Couch. First off, introducing the brains behind the whole operation, the whole shindig of this thing we call Coffin Couch. We have Mr. Sion Das. How's it going, guys? Hope everyone's Wait for the applause to end here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be here a while. Yeah. And you may know me from the most popular channel on YouTube history, J Maddox Entertainment. I am the one and only J Maddox. Pause for applause. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, you picked a good night to tune in. Tonight, we have a special treat for you, a special treat in store. Our special guest making his debut on Coffin Couch. Are you guys ready for this? This dude ready, brings man. it every time. He brings it every time. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but he brings it every time to his channel. You may know him as the man behind Working Man Reads. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Josh. Nice. I don't hear any, that was I don't hear any applause for that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to add the yeah, we yeah. have to add the applause into it. Yeah, Definitely like work on the yeah. Get some fake applause in there, like all the pro sports that's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan's like Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we need to get a Jamie. Where's a Jamie when we need him? <laughs> well, thank yeah, you guys. Man. Appreciate. It. Yeah, man, I'm, we're so happy to have you on, man. Usually, you know, jo you, anyone listening, you guys can find Josh at his channel, Working Man Reads, also on Instagram, Working Man Reads. You know, if you guys are fans of uh, horror books and uh, just books in general, really, he, like, reads all all types of genres. So definitely check out his channel. He's a cool dude and has some great reviews. So we're really happy to have him on for some movie talk. And just, just FYI, before we get too far, guys, here in Columbus, Ohio, we're having a little bit of weather, okay? So... Hopefully everything goes fine, but, uh, you know, a few counties around me are having tornado warnings. We'll see what happens to my oh, county. My family may show up in the back behind me because I am in the basement. So I'll continue to show as long as I can. <laughs> I'll have an audience, but yeah, hopefully nothing and, like and that happens. By the way, let's just say what's up to our viewers. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Timmy. Oh, people are here and, already. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dedicated viewers right here. But, uh. So you guys are familiar with how we do this uh, right now. We usually uh, we like avoid the actual live stream questions for in the beginning while we're talking about the movie and stuff. And then after each movie is done, we take a little break and look at the questions popping up. So so I guess our first film we'll talk about is The Mortuary Collection. And I'll read you guys the brief synopsis. On the cusp of retirement, an eccentric mortician recounts several of the strangest stories he's encountered in his long career. But things take a turn for the phantasmagorical when he learns that the final story is his own. That was kind of spoilery. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing I am. Wow. I am DB needs to. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's fine. They got to work on it. It's that. fine. <laughs> but but yeah, anyway, so, you know, I'm going to save my thoughts on this movie for uh, I'll go right after Josh. So why don't you take it away, Josh? Awesome, guys. Again, thank you for having me on. Um, yes, this was an interesting collection. I definitely have quite a few um, thoughts on it. But 
I did watch it earlier in the week, and I wrote down a ton of stuff on this one. I, I do have to say, right off the bat, my pros would be that it's it's more of like a short story collection as a movie or a film, and I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. You got different, um, it felt like almost different time periods. You got um, different types of horror, a um, little bit of supernatural, some monster horror. Um, I did find the head character the the guy in the mortuary um i found him to be a little kooky but also kind of well played and and might have been my favorite part of that film and it also ended really well um i was kind of at a solid two star rating until the ending um i don't want to spoil anything obviously i'm going to keep it very spoiler free um, but yeah. yeah, overall, it, it might be a great Halloween film to watch. Like around this time, it was actually kind of entertaining to watch. But if if we're looking at it as a horror fan, um, I, I'm going to say 2.5, um, maybe maybe three stars to be nice. But uh, it was a little bit rough. Uh, my cons were it was I don't know if it was a comedy and that was their what they were going for. If that's the case, then that would be a pro. Because it was definitely funny. Um, I didn't really look up anything pertaining to the screenwriting or, or what their goal was with that. But it came off comedic, you know, at times. Um, the horror didn't really hit for me most of the time. Um, there's a pretty... I, I enjoyed the second story in probably the most. It was kind of a feminist tale. Uh, and it was an interesting little take on that. Um, I don't want to spoil anything with that because there's a pretty interesting scene and it definitely uh, was interesting. Um, my wife and I both looked at each other like, okay, that happened. So, yeah, I'll say that. That was pretty interesting. Um, but it also was kind of a con because there was, it was cheesy at points, but maybe that was what they were going for. So I also thought that the third story in or the last one was a little bit over the top, like trying to be a splatterpunk type style uh, story. And it came off a little bit like, what the hell is that? Why? Why is this happening? So, uh, so solid 2.5 for me. It was a little rambly, um, but it's hard not to spoil anything. So, but I guess IMDb <laughs> just did it for us. So, yeah, well, well <laughs> dude, I, I think trailers spoil stuff for people anyway. So, I mean, if it's exactly. a trailer, I'm talking about it. So, in, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'd have to agree with you uh, a lot, man. In fact, I'll give my score first, and because I have a lot of uh, cons with this movie, <laughs> for sure. So, so I'll give my my sc overall score. I gave this a two out of five. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with the pros. I felt it is very self aware. It's not self aware to the point of something like scary movie, where it's not a spoof, but. A lot of the dialogue, you can tell the, the writers aren't taking themselves too seriously, which I enjoyed. There is an overall charming quality to this movie that I think makes it a good watch for October, especially. Uh, Clancy Brown, uh, who plays the lead mortician, he did a great job as Montgomery Dark was his name. And I'd have to agree with you, the second story in this, not only was it my favorite, it was so funny. I was laughing so hard in two scenes, like ridiculously funny. The second story was my favorite by far. Uh, I enjoyed the the lead, the guy who plays the head of the fraternity in that. His name is uh, Jacob Elordi. He was super convincing and hysterical. I thought 
apart from uh, Clancy Brown and him, all the actors and actresses were at least mediocre. The acting is pretty pretty good in this movie. It's not bad. Uh, I did enjoy the manner in which they wove the stories together. So it's kind of like, you know, this young woman who comes looking for a job at this mortuary is basically wanting to hear the creepiest tales that this mortician has to offer. And that's how we go about finding out what the stories are. The practical effects in this, I think, are what really people get the most out of this. If you're a gorehound, guys, or into body horror, there are some truly, truly disgusting <laughs> moments in this. Like, I felt... I felt almost nauseous in one scene, which is rare. Usually it never happens anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, the practical effects are awesome. The sound design is great. And some of the gnarliest death scenes I think I've seen in a long time. And I think the story, the the second story genuinely threw me for a loop. I couldn't, I had no clue what was going to happen. Now getting to the cons I had with this. The biggest problem I had with this was how not a single one of the other stories landed for me at all. The, the first story, I, I don't even think you can call it a story, really. It's like a two-minute segment. And that's not a spoiler, even. I'm not going to say what happens, because I'd be giving it away. It felt like really poorly thought out bizarro. A lot of times, the, the woman who's there looking for a job, after the mortician's done telling a story, she'll tear it apart and say oh like this is why it didn't work and that's why it didn't work for me even the filmmakers it seemed like they weren't even aware that the second story was the strongest i got the impression that they wanted like the the last story the mortician tells to be some crazy big reveal and it kind of has like a slasher vibe to it i never thought it was possible to make slashers confusing it is confusing as hell but they they pulled it off and the third story it was generic in terms of the plot completely generic but yeah it just felt like a excuse to showcase a pretty gnarly death which i enjoyed but yeah the biggest problem i had with this i know the biggest problem is this uh, the actual stories but the second biggest was i was genuinely confused at a point when i saw certain characters appearing in the same role in some stories but other actors were playing different roles so it became very confusing to me as is like okay i know this is in the same universe because all these stories tie back to the same mortuary but this guy was someone else in this story meanwhile this guy's the same character in other stories so it's just poor writing in my opinion all around i give this i give it a strong two and two out of five because of the gore and that second story guys it might be one of the funniest things in horror and just for that jacob alordi that guy is so funny in that and it's very very graphic and gory so if you guys are not into that this is not the movie for you regardless and if you're looking for some very serious stories or very dark or scary stories this isn't it either but yeah overall it's a it's a good recommendation for halloween i think for sure but it's one of the definitely one of the worst anthology movies I've seen because I have to take the other stories into account. But yeah, so I'm going with a two out of five. What about you, Jeff? Wow, I'm sensing a theme here because this is what third week in a row we've had a comedy that's uh, trying to pass for a horror film. Um, and I didn't really find enough there for me to go into that deep of details for my notes. <laughs> you guys have like the, the story is memorized the order they were in and everything. Like none of it to me was memorable. And, and that's bad. Dude, none of it was I, memorable. I, I, Except for that one part 
where every man who watches that will hurt for like a week. I felt each story was slow. I was sitting there thinking, okay, speed up some. Like they could have cut seven or eight minutes off of each of those stories. This could have been an easily hour and 20 minute movie. And I thought it would have been just a much better pace, much better flow. Pretty predictable that you knew when the girl shows up at the beginning that she has an ulterior motive because you don't just show up to a mortuary. Hey, I want to work here. I mean, you know, she looks like a young 20 some, maybe fresh out of college. You don't show up there until you're in your fifties or sixties to work in a mortuary. So, you know, something's happening, you know, she has an ulterior motive. So predictable with a horrible ending. I think Josh, you liked the ending. I thought the ending was just like, you guys phoned it in. <laughs> That's my opinion, though. But I, I, yeah. I, I by the way, I agree with you that it was very unmemorable. I, I saw that one today, this morning, like you know. I <laughs> you already up, forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I forgot. I had to pull up my notes, but I, I only did that because Josh. I remember he saw it well before me, and he said, without spoiling anything, he had said, "Dude, I'm not." Uh, I told him, have you seen Nocturne yet? And he said, I don't know, but something tells me I'm going to like that one no matter what more than this. So I'm like, I'll probably save this one right before the stream. Yeah, I watched it, was a little I watched it last week. Once, once you told me the movies, I watched them last week. And I've had a week now to uh, let it settle in. Still, a week later, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this type. It just didn't work. Again, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record and go back to Scare Package from last week, but the jokes didn't work for me. The The only pro I had in this movie was the over-the-top gore, aside from the one scene that every man in America will cry if they ever see it. Aside from that, I mean, the, the, the gore was comical. That's where I got my comic relief, just laughing at how over-the-top it was, how tongue-in-cheek it was, just like Scare Package, just like Scare Me from a few weeks ago. I, I'm seeing it like a, the same trend here. So, yeah, my final score, guys, <laughs> one and a half. Let's go with one and a half. I, I just thought it was just bad from the get-go. Dude, I was actually going to go one and a half, but I, yeah. I did love the – the overall charming quality to the whole thing, like it's it's like if you if you snuck this into your October watch list, <laughs> no one would no one would uh, right. bat an eye if if they were not taking it too seriously. But I gave it the extra half star because of that second story, the performances, and that that scene that you're talking about. It it is worth the price of admission, and then you can just shut the movie off after that story. Yeah. But that that by the, by the time we got to the final story, I, I was yeah. just tired. I mean, I was drained because I made it through the other ones. And like I said, I thought each story was a good five minutes, seven minutes too long. Uh, it, they all started off decently, you know, telling a story of, of whatever the story was. It's just in the middle, they all lagged. Every single one lagged. They had nice endings, nice finales of each story, but it could have came a lot quicker. It would have been a faster paced movie. And I probably would have gave it an extra star, maybe a star and a half because of the pacing. But it's just... I found myself in the middle of each one just in a daze. Like, okay, can I fast forward? Will I really miss anything if I do fast forward? I am I am curious to – I want to know which – this movie, another flaw it had that I forgot to mention, it felt like it was about to end multiple times, and yeah. the ending dragged so much through me. I got annoyed. Which of the endings, ending twists was your favorite? The final one that happens, or as we can't give into spoilers, or like – 
you know what I mean? Were you a fan of the ending ending or because I think the ending I ending I thought of, was predictable. I didn't actually. I didn't see that coming. Like meaning, uh, I felt like it landed pretty well um, at that moment, particularly. And I do agree that like that they filmed it. It was very like um, almost nostalgic of like a horror film, like if Goosebump movie. You know what I mean? That was like it kind of had that feeling to it. Like they're trying to make it funny and. You know, uh, and I, I agreed with you, Sion, when you sell, uh, said that you felt like they thought that the, the last story would land harder than it did. I think that they were trying to slowly build up and they thought each story was going to get better as it went along. But it just died out at the second one. I got to tell you, one, that, that, you know first, what I mean? that first story, so, the first story that you, neither one of you liked because it was so short and really nothing happened. If the rest of the movie was like that first story, I probably would have liked it better. Because it was just something weird and off the wall, bizarre. It had a cosmic feel to it. And when I first saw, saw that part, I was like, oh, cool. Okay, it's going to be a little cosmic horror mixed in. Maybe Lovecraftian in a way. But then it just, just went downhill from that. And I was like, oh, gosh. Who picked yeah. this one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was I'm... Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Well, You're like, one only appearance on the show. No. Dude, I know on the cover of it. On I Twitter, know, right? Yeah, on the cover of it on Shutter, Sam Raimi is straight up praising it, and I see why this feels like a wannabe really? Sam Raimi movie. And I think he said something like, "Oh, this is like really a masterful, truly unsettling experience." And I think the quote should have ended. By the way, I started doing drugs because because <laughs> I I don't that I don't see how anyone, especially Sam Raimi, could could say that this is like right. a. I have you no know clue. about about that. How, how many how many horrible books has Stephen King endorsed? That's Once true. you, I mean, look at Bentley Little. He made he said one comment about one Bentley Little book maybe thirty years ago, and now Bentley Little puts that same comment on every single book so to sell more copies of that book. So, yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what? Uh, I am I am I think I would have enjoyed this better if they. If the either the tone and the ending and the the gore that they went with the second story, everything seemed very fleshed out at least in the, that second story. If all of them were either like that, or all of them were like the first one, just very short, creepy, disturbing, weird snippets. Right. If it just went with that, and they didn't try to, it, it felt like Christopher Nolan had a bad day and was directing the end of this movie. There was like fifteen different, like it's just. You know, like a spiral, <laughs> like you're, I'm falling down a staircase, and they happen so rapidly. And were you dreaming it, or were you yeah, dreaming I, about the dream about watching it? I woke so. up and I was relieved. I'm like, ah, oh, this yeah. movie didn't exist. And then I look, it's right on shutter. And then I <laughs> got scared and again. And but, you woke up and realized like three minutes has passed, but yet it was yeah, an hour no, and, and like, forty you know, some obviously, minutes. Obviously, I have no problem ripping a movie to shreds. So if I hated this, I would have given it a one or one point five. I didn't hate this. I was dis very disappointed with this. Right, it could have been so much more. I think, well, but the premise made it look good, and and like they, they they beefed it up to make it look like it was something special. You know, this is just one of those misses for Shutter. I think because normally I'm excited about Shutter, but this was just a miss. And the, the way they beefed it up and they were promoting it, it was right there. Like, hey, new. It was all over their Facebook page. They had a, an ad about it on YouTube. It was on the front page of Shutter. So you're like, hey, this might be pretty good. No, it, the way they beefed it up, it just died. 
So now we have to learn that whenever Shutter does that, it's probably not going to be like an because all the amazing <laughs> movies I've personally seen in Sh- on Shutter are super unknown. Like people don't even know they're yeah. on there. Like like Metamorphosis. How is that not on the front? It's so good. Right. Yeah. And and but yeah, overall, like I'm I think we're pretty much all on the same like place uh with this movie, which is actually I, I don't a cleansing ever you know, you, me, and Nick were kind of in the same ballpark. Actually, no, Nick said it's better than The Exorcist. So I, I'm, I mean, last I'm, I'm closer to Nick. I yeah, actually yeah. Really what, what were your yeah? What were your thoughts on the Cleansing Hour, man? Because I know you saw that before. I our, really, uh, I dug it. I mean, I wouldn't. It's not a five star for me. Um, but I'd say four. I really enjoy. If we're, I mean, the last three movies I've watched, it's the best of the three. So, cool. spoiler Good, for yeah. later. What, what do we give it? We, we gave it what? Yeah. A three and a half okay. or four? I, I give it a three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Right around there. Yeah. I'm right around there. I think I told Cyan like four. I think I was at a four. And yeah, uh, I didn't four. enjoy that one. Yeah. It's a pretty decent, um, you know, uh, Exorcist movie. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, it definitely is worth a watch if you haven't seen that one. So, but I agree. That was the whole it seems like conversation too about the different levels yeah. of different exorcism movies we got in that whole conversation too because oh i know yeah it, it's a three and a half or four for that kind of exorcism movie compared to the exorcist which is a whole different level of exorcism movie so yeah for sure yeah let's take a let's take a look at some of these uh comments now now that you guys oh yeah us. blowing up here again Where they were talking amongst themselves <laughs> thanks so much uh, uptown horror reviews and kelly hooked on books for tuning in we appreciate it. She said she was disappointed because she was looking forward to watching this. It's worth yeah, a watch, Kelly, but just now you know what to expect. It's not uh, probably not going to be as good as you're hoping it to be or dark. You could you could surf around your phone while you're watching it and not miss anything. That's the perfect kind of movie, <laughs> I think, for this. Put it in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Brad said the trailer looked good. Exactly, Brad. If the trailer looks good and it's showcased on Shutter's front page, <laughs> try it with caution. <laughs> Yeah, trailers are the worst nowadays. They show you everything People, scary in the first two minutes, you know. Dude, yeah, and now it's now it's bleeding into IMDb synopsis because that and I, what <laughs> yeah, I read, yeah. it's not a spoiler, but technically it was like a. It's not like it didn't blow me away, but it is part of the story. So yeah, Kelly says this exactly. sounds kind of similar setup as Tales from the Hood. I've never seen Tales from the Hood. Have either of you seen? Yes, I, I have. I, I believe I have. Yeah. Do you guys like it? Yeah, and, and you know what? Now that she said that, yes, I that, I meant to write that down. It was not in my head, not Tales from the Hood, but I I got the whole Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show feeling while I'm watching it, just nowhere near as good. So maybe it was more of Tales from the Hood. I'd have to watch it again and 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 not not more toy collection, but Tales of the Hood and see if it's the same. So Paul said he hated Tales from the Hood. Timmy said he loved Tales Tales from the Hood, which is cool. So, oh, we got mixed reviews. It's getting spicy yeah. in the chat here, boys. Nick said Mortuary Collection was dope. The one story that ends in the elevator was the best five star movie. Of the oh, wow. Wow. Nick. All right. <laughs> but my rating was a two out of five. Uh, what did uh, Jay gave it a one and a half out of five? And uh, Josh gave it a three out of five. If while being nice, he said 2.5. Two yes. If we add everybody up. <laughs> Can we add everybody yeah. up? It'd be like a almost a five, right? Yeah, we're yeah, to it. <laughs> yeah, like if we, if we like if we like ignore everything we just said, it's totally a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Aside for every movie ever made, 
Is it your favorite movie? Yeah, I'd have to say it's definitely my favorite. That's a that's that's a tag joke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. That was funny. Uh, CS, welcome to the stream, by the way, CS. And he said, wasn't Shutter free back in the day? You know, if you guys, I'm not sure if Shutter's still doing this. If you guys are new to Shutter, I know when the quarantine with quarantine just started. They, if you typed in the code shut in, you could get 30 days free. So. That's for those of you who don't have Shutter. I highly recommend trying to type in the code "shut in" as a promo code, and you might get thirty days free. If not, I know they give one week free for sure. And then these are a little hacks because I've been like on and off of Shutter. After you do the one week, when you pay for your first month, at the end of the first month, if you say you want to quit, they give you a third extra thirty days free. <laughs> so they do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I left one time. And they gave me an extra thirty days for free. I also know that <laughs> yeah. I also know that they uh, will prefer you to pay a year at a time and give you like a ten dollar discount. So if you, I think it's what six dollars a month now. If you if you do the math, you could do a whole year for like fifty five dollars. So you do save about ten or twelve dollars total. I guess we'll move on to our to the next movie, right? But, you have the premise for this one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. He tried right, to make guys. me. He tried to make me do it, but I was like, dude, you're the premise guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to work for IMD, but then they kicked me off because I wasn't spoiling enough stuff. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the second movie we have for this week, guys, is 2020's Nocturne. This is a psychological horror thriller, and the premise is an incredibly gifted pianist makes a Faustian bargain to overtake her older sister at a prestigious institution for classical musicians. It's directed and written by Zoo Quirky. And it stars Sidney Sweeney, Madison Eisman, and Jacques Kalamon. So why don't you take it away, Josh? What were your feelings about this? So this one was slightly better, um, but I didn't enjoy it too much. So I, I'm, I'm going to be at about a three in this one. Um, it was it was okay. Uh, but here's my pros and cons. Um, I thought there were some very talented uh, musicians. Um, the acting was okay. Um, it was serviceable. Um, I, I enjoyed the one scary scene in the movie, and it is in the trailer. So um, there is where she is looking in a mirror, and she sees another person that had... Uh, you know, it's right in the trailer, so I feel as if I can say it. it. It was right in there, and and you see the person that died previously. So that was scary. Uh, that was probably the scariest part to me. Was that little jump scare? And then, uh, yeah, it was a good YA movie. I would I would suggest it maybe for a younger audience around high school age. It was it was pretty decent. Uh, Carrie, uh, kind of like Carrie Stephen King's Carrie, the main character kind of vibe. Like you just kind of got that vibe from her. And then uh, I enjoyed the, there was a dinner party and one of the main teachers, he told a story about um, the devil and how he played a, uh, a song for this musician. And then that musician took that song and ran with it and kind of envisioned the devil on his bed. So that's the end of my pros. The cons was also acting. I definitely felt like, you know, it wasn't the greatest um, it's kind of played out. I think that there's been a couple types of films and stories that I've read personally that kind of gave the same vibe. Um, 
it wasn't overall like if I was going to give it a horror rating, I'd give it a two star rating. Like if I was reading this book or if I was watching this movie and giving that a star rating, it's a two star horror rating. There's a long history of selling your soul to the devil for musical um, prowess. Like there was actually an old blues musician sold his soul to the devil and he it's said it's there's a legend that he then died when he was like 24 or something there's a particular age where they die after they sell their soul to the devil and if you look throughout history there's a bunch of musicians that die at this age um so maybe that was like a influence for this story but um it just didn't do it for me so i give it three stars cool man i like this my rating was I gave this a 3.5, a very strong 3.5. I think because I, if for those of you guys who don't know, I decided to go back to college. So, and I'm a guitar teacher, but I just wanted to, you know, get a, you know, higher pay increase and like increase my knowledge more than what it is now. So, I personally, I am going to music school, and I think that's why I related to this on some level a lot. So, not all the way, obviously, but well, okay. So my pros with this, first of all, I thought the opening was seriously eerie. I thought it was very, very eerie. And I think I thought it was pretty cool knowing the movie took place in Juilliard, man, which is in New York too, which is, <laughs> which I just found awesome. Uh, and I think I am, I'm a sucker for dramas and books that incorporate, you know, facets of the music world in general. When you're talking about incorporating psychological horror elements, I think Black Swan pretty much buried any other movie that tried to do it because that movie's fantastic. Yeah, I thought the acting was actually pretty, pretty good, especially from uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney, who played Juliet, who's the lead. And I thought she gave a very grounded performance. And yeah, Josh is right. This is an in-your-face horror. This shouldn't have been marketed as a horror movie. This, And I'm surprised Blumhouse is behind this because they are known for very just, you know, in-your-face, fun, you know, horror. And this is not that. This, to me, uh, it might be intense, I think, for some people who are who don't watch a lot of horror movies and are in high school because it went to, it has some really morbid elements. You know what I mean, man? And like, so anyone, I don't want to, I, I I'm not a huge fan of uh, trigger warnings for movies because they could be spoilers, but just think about issues that people deal with at a young age. And if you think you'll be sensitive to that, don't, don't watch this movie. But I enjoy that aspect and I enjoy, they went to some really taboo places and I think it made the experience more uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me. Uh, I loved how unpredictable the plot was, even though we've seen this concept a lot. I couldn't actually tell where this particular plot was going to go. And I enjoyed there are certain reveals that didn't add to the grand scheme of things, but I thought they were, there were little fun moments for sure. And the biggest uh, place where this movie really uh, did wonders for me was the anxiety and aggression. I think that sometimes is a byproduct of learning and playing music at like an academic level. It's portrayed really well. Like you could really tell she cares about this a lot she gets irritated when teachers try to mess with how she should do certain things. And I enjoyed seeing that a lot. And I guess that the biggest flaw with the movie was everything I loved about it had nothing to do with the horror aspects of it. So I, I <laughs> so Josh is right. This is a, I, I personally feel this would have been a better movie if they took the horror elements kind of uh, all the way out of it and made it all about mental health and mental illness. And maybe the acting was a little better it wasn't as like a CW 
a little sometimes, but but yeah, the I really did like uh, how they took the concept of you know dedicating your life to a craft and the anxiety that comes with that and mixing it with psychological horror elements. What about you, Jay? Why does why does it seem like I go against what everybody else says all the time? <laughs> I'm seeing I'm just seeing a trend here. I am a fan of Blumhouse. And I know they get bashed from time to time. It's like, take them or leave them. And I was excited when I saw there were four new Blumhouse movies on Prime. I enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. I didn't think it was slow. I think I told you while I was watching it, I got a mixture of Whiplash, which was also produced by Jason Blum, and Black wow. Swan. Oh, yeah, I never knew it was produced by Jason. I love Whiplash. And I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure it is. It, it I was... didn't want. I didn't want to sound like I was hating on Blumhouse. By the way, so before you, no, go, I, 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 I love uh, Blumhouse because too. they they are hit. They are hit and miss, and a lot of people, yeah. you know, blame them for some bad horror films, and they did have some. But I'm, I'm still a fan. But yeah, you take a mixture of Whiplash and Black Swan and mix them together. This is what you have. To me straightforward psychological horror and i enjoyed it i mean it was filled with the horror of failure and mediocrity and that's what you had you had a a sister that was the greatest and then one in her shadow and they're competing at juilliard you know the one trying to take over the other there's horror or failure there that everybody has in real life and it just it just brought it to surface i think uh it brought along you know the the creepy music and the history behind uh the the people who had the music before that without giving too much away because i i could say one or two words and people be like what never heard that before um but it, it showcases just how extreme uh pressure could be on young people to make it you know these two sisters they were probably playing the piano uh, since they were two. You know, it's a Taika Woods syndrome. You know, he was out there with a the, with the golf club at age two, and he has to be perfect. Well, these two girls playing the piano, they have to be perfect. And if they're anywhere below perfect, that is a failure to them. And that itself is the horror that goes throughout this movie. And, and I, maybe that's why I liked it, because it's such a different level of a psychological horror. And, and, you know, you're not going to get the monsters or the ghost in this one yeah. but there was somewhat of a a different monster it had a little cosmic feel at time because of the sun the way the sun was shining into her eyes that the shapes was making it was almost like she got a little brainwashed at times and we're talking about uh what's what was the youngest girl's name julie juliet right yeah. um yeah. it was almost like an out-of-body experience for her and she wasn't in control of her life just like if you go back and, and check out Black Swan, that's the Black Swan uh, feeling I got for it. And then, you know, the, the the fear of failure is the whiplash part. It was like they took a couple of pretty awesome, decent, uh, eerie movies and put them together. And this is the, the the brainchild of it. So overall, guys, I gave it a four. It was a solid four. I'm 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 going to actually go with a four too. Talking about Blumhouse and stuff, you know what, man? If Blumhouse puts out stuff like this, I am going to I'm going to support it fully. And Whiplash and Black Swan, I think are are it's gonna. Many people will think this is crazy. I think those two films are masterpieces. Mm -hmm. This is not a masterpiece, but in my right, opinion, no, it's... this yeah. So that's in my opinion, 
they, I really, really, really enjoyed this for sure. And uh, so I'm going with a solid 4-2. And I did enjoy uh, – I like what you said about – it is very uh, well-done psychological horror, I think. And I think I, – I just love movies like Whiplash and, like, Black Swan and this that portray that stress and anxiety behind, like, attaining perfection. And speaking of perfection, I was glancing at our chat – Kelly mentioned the movie The Perfection on Amazon. I'm sorry, on Netflix. The Perfection yeah, it's on Netflix. On Netflix. It. I love that movie. That movie's a five for me. That that movie was enough. If you guys have not seen The Perfection, and that is totally, a, it's almost a different direction than that. That one is a lot of body horror. The story to this is not that crazy. There are a lot of like cosmic sequences, I'll, I'll say without spoiling anything. So if you guys are not a, fa- a fan of like abstract you know, horror, for the lack of a better term. And what I also like, though, a lot of times you can you can make a movie like this and make it feel too arthousey and pretentious. Not that all arthouse movies are pretentious. It was close, but, it's, but yeah, it's it stopped. It got to, it's, yeah, it stopped. Yeah, it's easy to make a movie like this very pretentious, which I thought to, uh, the Suspiria remake was. I felt that movie was very pretentious. Even though I enjoyed that, too, I did feel that was really pretentious in some some aspects especially that ending i don't want to get into Suspiria, but yeah watch this with headphones if you guys can check this out with headphones at night alone and you're really going to have a a good immersive experience for sure right i i hope they do more like this because it's the whole welcome to bloomhouse tv series that they're doing i am curious Josh, josh have you seen uh black swan or whiplash though I have not. I'm. I. Okay, I don't get to watch to, a lot of because <laughs> I, I am interested in. Because if you ever have time, man, check out either of those movies, especially Black Swan, because it's so similar to this in some areas. I want to see how much you like that. Because I love my, that movie. I, that movie's okay. a masterpiece in my opinion. I'll need to rewatch yeah. that. It, it's been ages since I watched Black Swan. I I saw Whiplash four or five years ago, but Black Swan's been what ten years? Has it been ten years? When did that come out? <laughs> yeah, they came out when. when See, my wife loves that movie. It's about a dance movie, like a dancer, right, or something like that. Oh, it's we don't want to spoil anything. Man. It it's a lot. Imagine this concept, except yeah, in the dance school. And so, I, I don't want to compare Suspiria to it, even the uh, original or the remake, because Suspiria is very something else. It's not like this really, but but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm glad. So what what you rate it again? You ended with a three, right? Yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a three. Um, I'm not gonna let Jay sway me on this one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually I thought it was a great. <laughs> I I I'll just mess with you. I I honestly I agreed with what you guys said. I just there was different. My problems with it are are spoiler um, esque, so I can't bring them up. But and it showed yeah. a problem with society. If I was gonna bump it up at all, I did like how that landed. As I was watching it, I was like, I mean, no. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. I, I was going to say, good, good choice of wording there, man. Just FYI, Black Swan came out in 2010. And think about who was in it. A young Natalie Portman and a young Mila Kunis. If you don't want to watch yeah. that. If you don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, yeah, it's, it's a good time. But yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, the performances in that movie are incredible. For That's sure. your homework, Josh, by the way. <laughs> I will. I'll have Man, I wish I had homework like that. <laughs> that your, your homework, Josh, since you're so young, to, to watch movies that came out before you were born. 
How's that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Take that for what you will, guys. That's Nocturne. It's one of the Welcome to the Blumhouse uh, films that Blumhouse released on Amazon Prime. So it's free if you guys have Amazon Prime. You guys can check that out. And that'll do it for the movies for this week. And now we can spend some time chatting with you guys. So let's see what's going on. Calvin Ellis, who's an author, actually. And he was actually kind enough to, he, he gave me an audio book so I can kind of bounce between them for review. And he, he's one of the few authors that's actually approached me and been like, be honest, man, brutally honest. I want, I want good feedback and, and I'm excited to see what you think. And he's a very active, kind person in our community and definitely reach out to him and say hi and definitely go pick up in the hills above the Chris Mill. And I can't talk tonight, but yeah, Calvin Ellis is a great guy and definitely deserves more uh, hours. I'm actually going to be doing a, a video with different indie authors and small press guys that deserve some shout outs here this Chris, this Halloween season. So uh, look out for that this week. It's definitely going to be a fun time. So yeah. Awesome, dude. And I know like without giving, uh, I guess I'll leave it a surprise, but me and Calvin have been talking and he's a fan of this show. So. I guess there's no surprise anymore. He's gonna be on. Yeah, yeah, he'll be on. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself, guys. Sorry, but yeah, I, I told, I told you guys in the in the intro that the brains yeah. behind behind this uh, whole show is Scion. I mean, I'm just a bumbling idiot over here on the side. He's the one hustling, trying to get all of these uh, special people as future guests. Yeah, and it's cool. So, a lot of our dedicated viewers right now are going to be on the show too because they reach. I think out. we're booked up through. Top we're of the year, till, right? We're literally booked till January, guys. And I know yeah. I'll give you guys another. Uh, I know Robert Atone is going to join too, which is awesome. And I know this one's a, really cool for me because I'm a. He, this guy's book is uh, in one of his books, Scummer, is on my top uh, twenty of all time. John Wayne Caminale no. is going to be on. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's going to be cool, man. Yeah. yeah, Robert Atone is another great guy. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely check out he. He was super excited. He uh, posted a picture on Instagram, and his book was in a bookstore near him. And that's just a great moment for. Uh, Are we doing? Small uh, press. And I know we're, uh, we're doing Shannon, Blind Manor next week, right? Yeah, we're doing Sorry. Blind Manor next week with one of the dedicated viewers here. I'm not going to spoil who yeah, that is. Okay, we, we, we're not going to say it yet. He's a professional, but, though. So does he know? Yeah. <laughs> He knows, right? I believe he knows. I talked to him today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, knows. He, he knows. And by the way, I, I'm looking at the chat. Uh, Shannon said uh, she's a she watched the Blumhouse movies. She watched two of them, and uh, I know Kelly said her husband saw The Lie. If you guys have not seen The Lie on Amazon Prime, which is another one of the Blumhouse movies, especially if you're a parent, I'm not. But if you are, dude, that that. Blumhouse. Do I want to see it? I mean, I have two Absolutely, kids. Absolutely, right? dude. I, I give that movie like a 4.5 just on how tense that movie was. It's so, so good. I, I mean, I be, being a parent, I, I I do have my limitations on some of the movies, I, some of the horror movies. This I do have is, my limitations. So, this, you will not, uh, I'll, I'll, it's not a spoiler. There's nothing, uh, sexual or overly violent about it at all. Okay. It's, it's okay. just the concept of what, it's one of those movies that'll disturb you to your core, man, because you're going to undoubtedly put your daughter in the situation and think, how would I how would I handle this if my daughter was involved in this? That's all I'll say. And it's ridiculous. It's so good. The ending is crazy too. I loved it. So 
I did watch Black Box, which I do not want to say anything about in case you watch it. That can be one of her movies, maybe, which is another sure. one of the, the Blumhouse movies. So, yeah, I think I've seen all of them at this point. So we just reviewed Nocturne. The Lie was incredible. Black Box, super good. I gave that a four. I would give it a four, but I don't want to talk about that now. And the last one, Evil Eye, I thought was one of the stupidest movies I've seen in a while. Okay, well, so that. three out of four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, a five out of five. Now, so I, I, I'd give. That a... Well, no, I mean, but th- three out of four, three out, three out of yeah. four movies were good. Of the, like I said, they are hit and miss at times. So. Yeah, yeah. Two, I, I'd say two of them were incre- incredible. Nocturne, right. I enjoyed a lot, and Evil Eye, I will pretend you know that was one of the older bad Blumhouse movies that they just threw in there, but. But yeah, all those are on Amazon Prime, guys. So definitely check those out. And I know I told, uh, you know, I told Josh to check out Black Box when he has the time to and the lie because both those movies are great, dude. And uh, yeah, I know Noah's here in the chat. Welcome, welcome, man. If you guys have not checked out uh, Noah's channel, Everyone Who Reads It Must Converse, if you're into philosophy or spirituality or very dark fiction like Chuck Palahniuk, guys like that, or really dense literature, pretty much everything, like Thomas Pynchon. You guys have to check out his channel. Definitely go sub to everyone who reads it must converse. He does live streams too, I know. So it's just great overall. And I talked to him a lot. I, I, you know, I've only known him for a short time, but over the last like three weeks, we've had some great conversations, man, just over Instagram. So I'm definitely I'm discovering oh, like, new gems of videos on his channel now and again so yeah it's definitely i'm glad he showed up but yeah Yeah, criminally underrated and also dark between pages you just recently changed your name here on youtube but um she was one of the first people yeah if you guys are into fantasy or like horror some horror fantasy you know stuff like that nikki's channel is definitely great there's a really good dark though yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly all that i like it i like it yeah she's becoming dark (laughs) She's on the dark You know, side I'm now, showing so. up to these coffin couches streams. I'm like watching <laughs> horror movies. So I got to uh, change yeah. my name. Yeah. I found a lot of great authors, actually. She does author spotlight videos. She is well in touch on Instagram with these authors, these Indian small press horror authors. And she yeah. has introduced me to uh, Rob Shepard and uh, Calvin Ellis and all these guys that I do follow now and, and support their work. She does an awesome job with these, putting these videos together. Lord knows I don't know how to do all that stuff. Uh, so shout out to Nikki. Thank you so much. For, and, for those who don't know, she used to be, I sleep past my bedtime, but now she's so dark. She doesn't have a bedtime. So she changed exactly. her name. So Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> also uh, Timmy from Lost Cunningham, he said he's watching it chapter one with the wife. How, what did you guys think about it? Chapter well, one was good. Chapter two was over the top too much. I, I, I think I'd agree with Josh. I loved chapter one and I, I love chapter two, dude. Chapter I, two I just felt like so overkill, man. I, I never finished the novel, guys. I know that's complete heresy. It's hard to finish. It's, it's hard to finish. I, yeah, I picked it up when I was like, uh, I think like 14 or 15. I wasn't ready for such a dense book, but I, I absolutely. And Timmy just said his wife finished the book and hated it. I was loving what I read. I just got bored, and yeah, <laughs> you know, because King likes to create new universes within. I, I think. I think last time I tried, I got about three fifty or four hundred pages in, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's my usual length. Am I done? No, 
I got yeah. four more years to go after that. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love yeah. to do it just to say I did it. I'm a big yeah. King fan, so I, I have to eventually. It's and you know which version I think I'm going to get this most recent like paperback version with the red smiley, uh, you know, like the new age it. I, I dig the the actor that played it the most. You I have know? the uh, 1986 hardcover version, but I am starting at the top of the year. I keep t saying this to myself, so if I say it enough, I'll do it. But I'm going to start and just do all King and publication order. I don't know if I'll do reviews or not, but I mean, that's just been a goal of mine at some point because I've jumped around so much that I know I missed things with the dark with the Dark Tower universe. I know I've missed things. So if I go in order, I won't miss everything this time because you just jump I mean, in usually and just do it. Yeah, like uh, did you did you like it chapter two uh, J or you said you weren't like a big fan of that? I thought chapter two was just over the top, like too much. Yeah, it was like, it, it, it was, was overkill. A lot of CGI. Yeah, it was overkill. So, and it took away. I mean, the story was fine. I was totally fine with the story. I knew the story. It just seemed like it was, okay, we made a lot of money from part one. Let's put it all back in part two and use every possible CGI we could think of. So, yeah. Yeah. And Noah said he would just watch uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Dude, I actually just saw oh, that the first, first time last week. Mind blown. One That's of a five the, <laughs> One of the yeah, dude. Like that. That those are the kind of. I mean, I would even. I don't even know what to say. I don't want to spoil anything. That the acting in that movie from the villain. Oh, like <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's been a while since I wished <laughs> yeah, for really. a fictional character's death so hard. Like, just terrible for sure. And a uh, phenomenal actor though. And. What a unique story, Guillermo del Toro. That's definitely my uh, might be his best movie. I think, man. What was his latest? Uh... Crimson Peak. I thought was a good, uh, fun movie. I thought like a really eerie, good movie for October. But it's not one of his best. I never saw Shape of Water. I know that I got yeah. Shape of Water is what I'm thinking of. Oh, it, it's it's pretty good. I don't know if it's Pan La Pan's Labyrinth good, but it's it's pretty no. good. Josh, you liked it. I enjoyed. Uh, yeah, the Shape of Water is what you said, right? With the dude right. yeah. in the tank. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy in the tank. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil yeah, yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I haven't seen it. No, yeah, very, very good movie. That's a great film. That was one of those movies that got a lot of buzz. That kind of deserved it. I watched it and I was it like, got wow. Oscar buzz, I think. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. There was a lot of movies coming out at that time, and and mm. that one was well worth the watch. There was, that was a good year for film, and and I really enjoyed that one. So. Paul said, watch my movie, Paul. Dude, that's an underrated movie. I think Seth Rogen voices the alien in that, or if I remember correctly. Oh, I like that. That movie was great, man. I really enjoyed Paul. That's a fun watch for October, too. I guess you consider it's like an alien flick. If you yeah. guys want to Shout out just Paul, laugh. Snow Cone 72 over here on YouTube. Definitely check him out. And Kelly Hooked on Books. Thank you guys for stopping by. Nikki said she's reading Devil's Creek. Just so you know, Nikki, if you give Devil's Creek anything below five out of five, uh, you may be kicked out of the horror book community. Brad goes crazy when people go less than five out of five on Devil's Creek. Like he he has a meltdown. What's that? What did you give it, Jay? I gave it a five remember. out of five. I was intimidated by Brad. He was like, dude, if you're going to be doing this stuff with us, if you're going to be on our YouTube channels and reading things and create your own channel, you better give Devil's Creek a five out of five. I was like, yes, sir. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a professional. He's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of love. Todd Keeslin got a lot of I love. Know, uh, book too. Yeah. So 
Yeah, dude. I know. Uh, I know. Ed, Edward Lorne called it the horror event of the decade, which is like I wouldn't go that yeah. far now. Come on now. Crazy. I, I've not actually read Devil's Creek, so I need to read him. I know he ha- he has a cool body of work. I know the Smile Factory. He had a book called The Smile Factory that looked pretty creepy too. In all honesty, I, I did give it a five, but if I was to go back and reread it, it, it will probably be between a four and five. I, I, the novelty is you know wore off of it now. <laughs> It has. Kelly said she just finished Brother by Anya Alborn. I heard great things about that, man. Seriously good things. I heard it's very, very unsettling. And I know Anya Brother? Alborn. I think, yeah. um, either it's Alma Katsu or Anya Alborn. I forgot who wrote this book called Hunger because their names are kind of similar. Alma, but... It's Alma. Yeah. Okay. Katsu. Yeah, so, yeah. But those two books I heard get mentioned a lot if you want very unsettling experiences. So. She says, uh, "The shape of water visuals are gorgeous." Is it? Is it the hunger? Is, is that the Donner Party, or is that? What about you? Right. Yeah, that's the Donner Party. The 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 re the retelling of the Donner Party. I believe. I think you're oh. right. Wow. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now now more interested in it, but yeah. Yeah, I and love I know- watching stuff like that. <laughs> what was that? You watch? I said I love watching stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought you guys said the Dahmer party for a second. I'm like, wow, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's a party too, right? Yeah, that's a live stream for another time, but yeah. <laughs> that we'll Timmy said sounds like E is blurbing. Like I just don't, I was, I, was I was gonna say it. I, <laughs> you, we can go back in time, man. It's not like we're in, we're in 2020. This isn't 19. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, you can't. We don't, we don't, I have, dude. I'll one one call to Christopher Nolan will be back at the beginning of this, exactly. Chapter. Yeah, it was just a dream sure? within a dream of another yeah, dream. He doesn't own a, a cell phone. Another dream. I heard Christopher Nolan doesn't own a cell phone, even so, yeah. <laughs> so, we're out of luck there, but yeah. Oh, that's good. Did you guys see a uh, tenant by the way? I didn't see it. I heard good, great no. things. Though. Well, one, I'm not gonna go to a theater. Sorry. So, when they start uh, streaming it, maybe I'll watch it, but. Screw to theaters and the ones that opened. By the way, shout out to uh, <laughs> not going to do it. Shout out to John from Books of Blood because I remember yesterday he mentioned the Terror is one of the books he couldn't finish. Oh, tag yeah. that I did. I did the tag on IG, and I know I tagged uh, Josh whenever he's feeling up for it. No, <laughs> no, no pressure. Yeah. But yeah, I knew I was doing I, this. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So- and I think that the Terror. If you guys haven't seen that show on AMC, I know a lot of people hated it. I loved that show, The Terror, season one. Season two is about something different. Season one, it I is. I, I, I read it was totally different than. Yeah, season one was depraved, man. Towards the end, it was great. The acting was phenomenal. It's very slow, though. So, it, and it makes I don't sense. think I got through the first episode of, of it. Book. Wow. I, mean, yeah. I may have got maybe halfway through the first episode. And as far as the book, the book's been sitting right there. Yeah, you guys can't I, see. I'm pointing off the camera there. It's yeah, been sitting there for probably four years. I haven't opened it. Yeah, it's a fitting <laughs> title for the book for sure. Yeah, because it, it, it definitely I couldn't finish that book. I read I think only the first 200 pages or so, and I'm like, I'm out, man. That's a major mood reader with major ADD guys. There you go. You have a little look into my life now. <laughs> yeah, dude, a story like that, that's one of those like, you know, stranded island books or like long airplane journey books. That's perfect when you have nothing else to be distracted by and you're sitting down. Because I feel like Dan Simmons, for writing a book like that and having so much popularity and now adaptation, he deserves respect, I think, from the readers who want to tackle it. So 
I suggest to tackle that book only when you want to read one book and focus on nothing else. But yeah, I've heard it's wonderful. Yes, yeah, I've heard. I, I also heard, heard that reading one book at a time is wonderful, but that's not going to happen. I'm going to start doing hardcore erotica books only and review those to see how that happens. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing. Maybe, maybe Jay, if you do that, let me. Uh, we can do a top top fifty on that. <laughs> I tell you guys what the the one I just Jasper yeah. Bark. I got a, a free ebook e uh, from Amazon. Jasper Bark stuck on you. This thing in the middle of it, guys. This put Fifty Shades of Grey to shame. Like I'm like, what the hell am I? What? I mean, it starts off and then the the scene, the scene. That picture. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not doing a review on this because because it's just it was it was good but bad. I don't want to get kicked off YouTube talking about this book. But <laughs> think about That's what cool. happens, and then you get struck by lightning while that happens, and then apparently something happens. The the woman dies, but a certain part of the guy is stuck in a certain nice. place. So <laughs> you know, this, is, this is the book. This is maybe that maybe this is why maybe this was why it was the free ebook, but definitely, man. I can't wait to buddy read some erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I know how creepy is that? Wow, we just took a big turn for yeah. the worse here. This is a great podcast, guys. I finished boys. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you guys reading? Oh, dude, how how'd you like it, man? I love Garth Ennis, but yeah. Oh my god, it was so cool. And I don't want to sound like a skis ball, but I enjoyed like the adult elements and like the yes. darker tone. And like I'm like, I'll read I'll read more graphic novels if, if stuff's like this, you know. Like I want the adult elements because I'm an, I'm a grown man. So, you know, and it's if cool guys, because it's very yeah, dark. Dude. dude, if you're a fan of that, you're a fan of Garth Ennis, man. I'm gonna send it to you, okay? I need to send you "Crossed" by Garth Ennis. It's it, it's splatterpunk extreme horror to the max. Imagine Matt Shaw uh, teamed up with Stephen King and they made a graphic novel series. That's what "Crossed" is. It it's oh, messed up, guys. Yeah, it's called "Crossed." It's great, and each volume so is a sad. different messed up story. And yeah, Garth Ennis is crazy, dude. And I'm glad you enjoyed the boys. And you, you said you think you're going to check out the show on Amazon because I loved it both yeah. seasons. We, yeah. Now I read the first volume collection, so it's the first six uh, comics. Do you think I can jump into the show? I'm I picked up the second volume, dude. I think that's... if you go into the show blind, it's going to be good for you because oh, there's oh, a lot man. of story beats they took from the show. They did a great job uh, adapting it. But yeah, if you want it. to enjoy the show in terms of the story and really not expect what's coming, definitely a go in blind. Like I knew almost okay. a, a lot of stuff that was going to happen and I still love the hell out of it. But have you seen it, Jay? No, no. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm lost. I'm, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. You got to watch the boys. <laughs> Basically, we saw we saw uh, we saw season one. And when I got to the end of season one, we, I don't think we were very impressed with it, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, so, okay. we, so we have, so we have, it just, if you it, don't like it, you will, you will hate season two then. But yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't checked season two out yet, but yeah, we kind of want to watch it. Just to know what happened. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed, 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 but I felt like there should have been more to it. And I never read the graphic. Uh, no, novel you don't have it, to. So. Yeah. It's better. If you guys want to check out the boys, I highly recommend it. And uh, if you guys are into 
graphic novels here are a few great horror ones. You got John Carpenter's Tales uh, for Halloween. And I know Keelan Patrick Burke, I found out, did a story for that, which is just great. For volume four or five, I think, Keelan, or three, I forget. But uh, he did, uh, that's the graphic novel series Tales for Halloween by John Carpenter. There's one called Bedlam, which if you guys like Silence of the Lambs, it's a great one. There's another one called Nailbiter, which is one of the best series I've ever read. Super dark and messed up. It's about a serial killer named the Nailbiter. And then uh, there's, let's see what other creepy ones I remember. And uh, the final one, I'll give a, 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 a Batman one a shout out because it's one of the creepiest Batman ones. I'll give two. One is called Batman the Black Mirror. And this isn't a spoiler because it's it's kind of a spoiler, but basically it's a serial killer story, except with Batman. So if that sounds awesome to you, then you're gonna dig it. And there's they they have one called Batman uh, Arkham Asylum, which is just it goes behind the origin story of the asylum. But you might as well start with the first one though, Watchmen. Of course, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's not yeah. I guess th- that's super dark too. So I guess yeah. it could fit for Halloween for sure. And Alan Moore is just a you know, Kelly hooked on books that American Vampires, a phenomenal graphic novel series. That's another great one. Uh, Beaver Vendetta yeah. is a good graphic novel. Beaver, yeah. yeah, and then Brad said Batman: The Long Halloween is great. I love that one, guys. So, yeah, so definitely those are all those are all phenomenal for sure. Must be an underground read if you dug it, Josh. I don't know what you mean, Paul. <laughs> My favorite Batman, or, gra- uh, my my favorite, uh, my top three favorite graphic novel series would probably be Preacher, just great uh, Preacher. Oh, it- uh, yeah, Preacher, uh, Crossed, and uh, The Boys. Probably those three. There's we'll save this. Uh, we'll save manga for another episode because there's so much good horror manga. Man, it's not even funny. Especially you know, I Josh knows like I love Junji Ito. For sure. So there's a lot of horrifying stuff, and like he's a master storyteller for sure. Shout out to another indie author, random but not really. Uh, one of my favorite underknown indie authors named J.R. Park, who's good friends with Matt Shaw. He has a phenomenal book. It's in my in my honorable mentions for my top twenty. It's a clown slasher novel called Punch. He also wrote a book called Mad Dog, which is a, a werewolf novel that takes place in prison. And all of these prisoners, based, I don't want to give anything away, but it's it's phenomenal. It's called Mad Dog by J.R. Park. That one's great. It's, it's depressing. That's yeah, like one of the talk, mo- Yeah, talk about Matt Shaw a little now before you get off. Yeah. Matt Shaw, I mean, he's not a like a likable guy. I'm not going to hate on the person. I don't know him very well. But I think yeah. that, that plays into the fact that he doesn't get any respect here on BookTube. He's not like a person who's going to sit there sit you for for 10 minutes which i'm fine i really appreciate those guys those are the people that i really love being around but matt shaw is his own person he is a kind of a he's a real awesome bad mother trucker you know what i mean he does whatever he wants he's a filmmaker he writes screenplays he does um he has written over like 200 plus books indie and and self-published he does whatever Wants. He writes whatever he wants. He writes things that I would never write. Completely, my self, 
completely self-published. I know Nick from Spooky Noodles is a huge fan of him too. I just, I just sent Nick like a whole, uh, yeah, collection of match, which is just great, man. (laughs) And like, uh, you got him sick, sicker, and sick as bastard. That's what, yeah, 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 yeah. The bastard collection. Then, that's what it was. I really wish. Um, it's kind of sad. It's it. It was a really good book that I read this year. Um, I think it was the end, and yeah. it was he actually you could tell that he spent a lot of time going through that book. Um, sometimes you do run into it with Matt Shaw, uh, different pros that it, it might seem like he maybe rushed it a little bit, but with this book, it does Same seem like he. Same reason why we might why we love his work. I, I it's very unique reading him, which I like. It, he sounds like he's talking to you, even like when it's not in first person. And like, yeah, the dude's a workhorse. It, it, <laughs> there's so many in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He really. <laughs> We're here all yeah. week, guys. Don't yeah. worry, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> no joke is lost on working man reads, but yeah, I, I really yeah. wish more people would give him man i wish a lot of indie authors had his work ethic because there'd be a lot more indie work out there and a lot more small press stuff and the world needs that so and it's quality straight up good man i've never actually come across any typos almost in his work at all it's sometimes it seems very very sleazy but if the writing is actually good it's just that he he just goes there every single it's like he looks for the places he's like he looks up you know like where what are places horror writers won't go.com and he just he makes up stories yeah, exactly. just like right from there and they're they're great though and like uh definitely if you're only into like bound if you want to push your boundaries of taste and see how what you can tape type of stuff but not like oh a, yeah story i i'm not gonna i don't think he'd be upset if i if i said like uh it's not really an insult subtlety and like is not like his strong suit. He he even when it comes to psychological horror, he loves diving like right in there. And like he disturbs oh, you. That's what I love about his books. He I actually feel disturbed and sick when I read his stuff. Paul said Paul said he'll be a killer called Purgatory Paul and he'll kill off live stream people that ignore the comments. Well you know what Paul you know the thing about slashers there's always three movies so none of us are gonna die in the first one. Yeah. Uh, one, one that was so great. One, one of one of us is gonna get killed in the next one, and then the third one, either me or Jay, and then maybe one of us, you know, it's gonna be a surprise. But yeah. So obviously, I'll die first. That's cool. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Usually the, we don't know. Whoever the special yeah. guest is, yeah. So. Or hey, may, may, maybe Jay's the killer with Paul, and it's like a scream situation. But yeah. If I die, I'm making it. It's gonna be a good one. You know. Yeah. For sure. I'm gonna go out swinging, but. Uh, Sion, I was actually the other day I was reflecting because I was Google searching for my story yeah. on how to end it. And uh, yeah. I was like searching some weird stuff on Google and I'm definitely on some lists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always, dude, you got it. You got to do that incognito mode so you can actually feel safe and be duped into thinking that no one's watching. I think I actually mentioned like uh, when I did the uh, Devil's Creek uh, video like months ago. I think in in the review, I actually said I think uh, Todd Kiesling's on the 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 alert for the FBI or local authorities because there's a section in there where he goes step by step, every single thing needed to make meth, like every down to every single tube, hose, or whatever, every single ingredient. And he had it in there on how to make meth, and I'm I when I read that, I, I said I'm pretty sure like he's being monitored now because you had to look that up, obviously. Well, <laughs> so, you do. 
You do. I, I told my wife if I die on the job, she's got to make one final video and be, like, ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. got to be, like, over the top. Like, get a hologram of me. We got to have, like, a working man reads, like, hologram in the corner just standing. I'm going right. to make one ahead of time that's pretty much, if you guys are watching this, I am dead. <laughs> Epic. Yeah, and you, know you, can take it, you, you can take that tape, send it to all like the book two people that ignored you, and it'll be like thirteen reasons why, right? Yeah, we'll see how many exactly. dislikes I get for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, this is great. This is good content, guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't. This is top notch content. The only thing we're missing are four K cameras, but yeah. All right, guys, I gotta get going. Did you see Kelly's Don't comment do. before I leave? Keelan and Patrick Berg. Yeah. Ke- Dude, uh, Kelly, you're 100% right. Killing Patrick Burke is not only... He's written my favorite novella of all time, Blanky. He's he's such a cool dude, man. I talked to him on Instagram for now and then. I'm a small... When I'm I was back when... Before I... before Yeah, man. Before I even released any of my stuff, I'd ask him questions. He never treated me like I'm just some random guy messaging him, even though that's exactly who I was. He just... He talked to me like he, he knew me. You know what I mean? Like he just answers your questions in full detail. He, he's hilarious too. He's super talented. I always urge him to do an audiobook because he has one of the coolest voices ever, dude. If you listen to his narration on Instagram, sometimes it's just so cool. He does cool. some good art too. Like almost every uh, Silver Shamrock publishing books, he does yeah. the cover pretty and much. If you guys want your covers done from him, if uh, anyone decides to release something, you should. You should check out his uh, cover page called uh, Eldermore Designs, and he's very fair yeah. with his pricing. And Keelan Baxter Burke's just like an OG man; he's awesome. But uh, Dude, I'm I'm gonna do that. All right, guys, thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, it, was, by, it, was, by it was your it was your yeah, honor, Josh, to be on and, the show. So yeah, and the pleasure was all yours, man. And by the way, yes. so, so you don't so you don't <laughs> so you don't you can sleep at night. Paul said he only goes after people who live in Ohio and New York, so that means we're dying for okay. Sure, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, I right. really appreciate you all right, guys. Take it easy, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. So, all right. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Peace. See ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The pleasure has been all yours, as usual. This has been another exciting episode of Coffin Couch. Yes, Join sir. us again next Friday night, 8 p.m. Same Thanks bat so channel, much, same guys. bat time. Thank you so much to uh, everyone who tuned in, and thank you to our new listeners. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Big time, right? Yeah, man. We're doing this. So it's thank exciting. you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. See ya.